0: This is Performance Delivered, Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel.
1: Welcome to the Performance Delivered, Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. The topic for today's episode is Partner-Focused Marketing Plans. Here to speak with me is Ian Belay, who is the VP Business Development at Verified First, the premier background in drug screening company and labeling companies of all industries to validate and verify potential employees. Ian leads the marketing, sales, channel partner management and product marketing teams. He has over 20 years of experience accelerating revenue growth in the technology products category and rocketing past goals with the application of focused holistic strategies that effectively target SMB, mid market, and enterprise accounts. He focused on linking channel sales, marketing, sales, and products to create thriving, robust pipelines and revenue streams. Ian, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it, Stefan. Now, Ian, before we, before we talk about what is partner marketing and, and how should companies use that? Let's find out a little bit more about yourself. Tell our listeners about how you got started in your career and specifically, how did you get started with marketing and came to the point where you are at the moment?
0: Well, the, starting with marketing, it, it's, this is going to make me sound super old, but going back 30 some years in my undergraduate degree, it was, it was a degree in marketing and advertising. So I, I've always been involved in that, and right out of, out of college, I opened up uh, branches for an advertising agency called McCoy Advertising, and one in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then one in, in San Francisco. So that, that kind of launched my, my marketing career now uh, moving forward, specifically, like with partner marketing. That started later when I was in the, you know, I was in the telecom business at that point and I launched the partner wholesale partner program for a company called Global Crossing. And that's, that's where I began to put together the idea of partnering with, you know, an, an entity, a, a, an organization and, and marketing through them. Which, which really is what partner marketing is, right? It's, 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 an, it's partnering with organizations that you're going to market through that channel to their end users or their customers. I, I've owned my own business. That was, was basically a lead generation business. And that, that was kind of like the next phase for me, learning how to generate leads through partnerships for a company. And it's, it's just kind of gone on from there. Uh, I, as I, I, I always say, like my when, one of my goals in life is I want to constantly build things and constantly want to learn things. So it's, I'm constantly, even now, learning about what works, what doesn't work, where are the trends going in terms of what's effective, because that changes quite often. But that's, that's my story in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. Now, was there a particular reason why you at some point started focusing on partner marketing? Was there a need out of necessity because of the way how the business oh, yeah. did marketing and then yeah. you know, partner marketing was the solution to move forward?
0: Yeah, so I, I, I kind of consider myself as well-rounded. You know, um, I, I, I've also played the role as, as a, you know, carrying my own bag and selling product. Most of it's been high-end product in terms of you know, selling uh, products that were the, the contract values are in the millions of dollars. But one of one of the frustrations I've had as as taken on a sales role is, you know, most companies really don't have a good plan when it comes to feeding their sales teams. It's really more of I'm going to build a sales team and they're going to self generate their leads, and we're going to be super successful doing it that way. That kind of like direct sales model. But the reality is. Uh, that's really not effective anymore. And as a salesperson, it's really frustrated when you're in that position. So I was always thinking about, like, how would I feed a sales team if I, had, if I could do anything I wanted? And, and really, the partner marketing or partner management s- space is what I landed on. It, it is by far the most effective way to do that.
1: Now, what, what makes it so different to a sales-focused strategy? well it's it's speed it's it, it's accelerated
0: growth above and beyond what one individual can do from a, you know as a salesperson it's uh, it's it's lead quality and because you're 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 getting a referral from a company that you're collaborating with and that, that can come in a lot of different forms in the case of verified first it's really around integrating with that partner's platform. And so the result is you're getting a a lead from somebody that's fairly hot. It fits very precisely because it's about that integration. In other words, the customer's trying to make their life easier through an integration that provides a, a much more fluid way to use our product and what you find is like our closing rates on some of our leads coming from our partners as high as 65%, that that's, that's very effective. Mm -hmm. So now if if you look at just a salesperson self-genning, in other words, the old fashioned way, picking up a phone or sending emails and trying to find someone to talk to, you know, at some point they're going to create an opportunity or say they have a lead but the closing percentages on those types of leads are are much smaller than that they're you know depending on the product and the company but they rarely get to that level of 65% they're typically under 50% in my experience yeah. well under that
1: yeah now i guess you know obviously when you when you do partner marketing that lead is already warmed up when they when they come to you when you do sales outreach in whatever form you do that you in most cases hit someone up that might not have heard of you your service etc so you have to first start the conversation identify if there is a need or if they already use a similar partner or similar product identify how can your product sell over the other uh, product and some other things so that's kind of a much it's a much steeper uh, mountain to climb than when someone comes in and, and, and knows what they're looking for. They're interested in your solution, and basically uh, is, is ready to have an in-depth conversation about your product. Right. If you just take if you just take that
0: image for a minute of someone climbing a mountain, well, what is it? One, it's harder than going down than it is going downhill, and two, it takes a lot of time. So, so this is really about growth and speed to market for me. You know, it's about accelerating growth and growing faster. That, that's what partner management and partner marketing does for
1: us. No, when you, when you provide or when you apply a partner-focused strategy, do you do the sales-focused approach or do you completely give up on that? Like, are you asking, do we still have a sales team? Yeah, do you do, do, you do both? So do you do partner Focused marketing as yes. well as a sales approach, a normal sales approach? Um,
0: oh, no, not no. Our, our marketing efforts are almost 100% focused on the partner marketing aspect of, of what we do. So the way I look at it is marketing is the core to the machine. It's where everything mm-hmm. starts. We have, we have our partner management teams and our sales teams, and marketing needs to be in total alignment with those teams. But really, our goal is to feed our sales teams almost 100% through the partner marketing effort. Now, I still ask my sales teams to do some self-gen because I want them to have more control over their pipelines and their funnels in, in a certain sense. In other words, they can target specific businesses that could be very meaningful to us. And so we ask them to bring in a certain amount of self-gen every month, but it's not a lot. And uh, we, we generate about 300 to 400 SQL sales qualified leads every month out of the partner marketing effort. And that's enough to keep our teams extremely busy. I see.
1: Now, How should someone structure partner management, marketing, and sales so that they're actually effective?
0: Well, again, it starts with marketing and it starts with your people. So when I'm looking for a marketing team, the first thing I'm looking for is I don't want a marketing team that just throws leads over the, the wall and then walks away. Like I want them to be more aware than just of I've got to create a certain number of SQLs every month. I want them aware of the quality of the lead through specific measures. Like, so what we do is we look at lead to ops conversion percentages, and that's how we define how the quality of the leads that come in. And, and that having a marketing team that has a total awareness of the entire process from the generation of the lead, all the way through the sales process, all the way to the close and all the way to revenue is a way to really tie these teams together. So they share some metrics. Now, obviously, sales doesn't generate leads. But like, for example, they share the success metric of leads to op, ops conversion. That, that's a lead converting to an opportunity. And we have a certain percentage that we want to hit when it, when it comes to our SQLs. Sales has the same goal as marketing does with that metric. So it's, they're working in tandem. They have to work in alignment to make sure those percentages stay high. Marketing can control the quality of the lead. Sales can control how they manage that lead. And then it just goes down the line. We also ask marketing to be, you know, take on ops to close percentages. So they have a goal there as well. Same as sales and, uh, Again, they're, they're totally aligned there. And their marketing is as responsible for the close as sales is. On the partner management side, it, it's, it's, again, it's the same thing. It's that, that alignment. Partner management is we measure their success through two important metrics. One is SQL is generated through very specific initiatives that they help manage. So, um, and, I, and I can go through those if you want me to. And then obviously, we, we measure them through total revenue generated. Mm-hmm. And my partner managers manage a book of business of between 400 to $1.2 million every quarter. But, but that, that, it's that alignment, it's that understanding of all the metrics all the way through for all three teams that ensures that they're
1: working together in the right way. Now, Ian, can you, can you give, give us kind of an idea of how these... Partner marketing engagement look like?
0: Yeah, so there's there's different levels. So first of all, ju- just to kind of clarify for everybody, like there, there's different terms for this out there. You know, you'll hear channel sales, you you'll hear channel partners, you'll hear uh, like words like alliances, affiliates, obviously partner management, and partners. For me, they're all different flavors of the same thing, and and we do uh, we do almost all of that to varying degrees. So to me, like a, a partner is an organization that where there's a reason for us to work together, and that reason matters to the customer. So because there's all these different flavors of partners, there's different types of engagement. so, for example, We have marketing events where we ask our partners to sponsor those events. And as we've gone forward with this program, and we've we've frankly built more leverage with our partners through just trust and and what we've been able to do for them, we now ask them more and more to commit to a a part of marketing program for the year. So that program includes e-blast to their customer base, really well thought- out you know webinars that we manage that, uh, is, that will get marketed to their customer base, and the partner can, can sponsor those events. We call them HR at the table, and we bring in very high-powered uh, thought leaders around the HR space, uh, mostly CH, the CHRO level VP level of you know large organizations, the most recent one that we're gonna be doing is the CHRO who, uh, at the NFL. The one after that is the CHRO at uh, Amazon. So it's that, that kind of, you know, I think, strength in the, the talent that we bring to our, our HR at the table events, right, that caused the partners wanting to get involved in that. Uh, we also asked them to, to share blog posts uh, we ask them to get involved in social media marketing with us as well so those those are just some of the channels that that we use to market to through our partners to their customers mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a hand in hand thing where we work together to uh, really impact each other in a positive way so that that and that can be lead generation for both for both entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will create leads for our partners. It's obviously revenue generation for both us and the partner and a number of other things that matter. It's even things like branding and strength of brand through the partnerships and creating through a collaboration like a, a much more powerful product together. So it's it's all those things that matter and that's why they allow us to market through them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now. In the partner strategy, what, what makes the marketing team most effective? It's really,
0: for me, other than the quality of the people, which I've already talked about, it's then the structure of the marketing team. So the way that we structure our marketing team is a little different than others. Like Most marketing teams, they'll have content providers. They'll have technical people that help manage you know, our, our, our software solutions that we use to to manage our marketing. So, you know, for example, we use Pardot, we use Outreach, uh, we use Drift and a number of other tools. We I, What we do instead of that, it's not that we don't have those roles, but we also tie marketing people to initiatives. So for this year with our partner marketing program, we have an AE initiative, for example, where we're engaging with the AEs of our partners And we have a marketing plan for that. And there's a person that's responsible to work with a partner manager to generate a number of things, not just leads, but also engagement that we can measure by those AEs. So that's one example. We have a uh, partner recruitment effort, and we have a marketing person that's assigned to that effort to help us recruit partners. And they're measured through through the metrics of that program then we have an affiliate program or initiative that we've just launched, which is we're now targeting much smaller partners. And we've automated the marketing process and the recruitment process. And we have, we have a marketing person attached to that. So it's that kind of focus on these specific initiatives that drive the kind of metrics that we want uh, that makes them effective. Now, what, what's the key to a healthy partner relationship? It's got to be trust. And, and I don't like when I say that, like this is I, I think some of my folks think I'm kind of weird. But but trust and being liked are not the same thing. And, and I tend to use like a, a marriage, you know, sometimes my marriage as an example of that. So you can't build trust, for example, if you haven't had any conflict. You know, it's through conflict that you learn to trust each other further as long as it's managed in the right way. So, so I, I, I want our partner managers to be able to see conflict, um, not, not chase it down or like, you know, artificially create it, but see that conflict and know how to manage through it in a way that's good for both of us. And that, that is what really creates more trust than anything else. If you're willing to go through a little bit of a hard time every now and then with a partner and come through it on the other end, Better off than you were before. That's that's what makes, in my opinion, a strong partnership. We we have to be fair, right? We have to have their best interests in mind. We cannot be self serving. Um, and, and I I make a big deal out of that. Like I don't want self serving messages going out to our partners. Everything we do has to have value to them, and that means we need to understand what is valuable to them, and then um, really. Getting wide and deep with your partnerships, right? Really knowing all the players within those organizations that influence any decision made around a partnership. We we want to we want to do that. We want to know the technical people that are responsible, for example, an API integration with a partner. We want to know the marketing people in that organization. We want to know the sales people and the sales leaders in that organization. Uh, We want to engage with the CEOs as much as we can to understand their strategy and how we fit into it. So it's that kind of wide and deep relationship that we are constantly trying to build out.
1: Now, when you you engage in those partner marketing activities, obviously it's important that both parties get something out of the relationship. How do you create that win-win situation where neither party feels that they are being taken advantage or they're not getting enough out of this relationship? So uh, that is a really good question.
0: For those that, well, let me just start here. I'm a Miller-Hyman fan. And and for those that don't know, Miller-Hyman is a sales strategy. And within that sales strategy or that relationship strategy, we talk about uh, what we call win results. So there's two aspects to that. One is, we have to be creating a corporate result that our partner wants. And we need to know what that result needs to be. Sometimes, sometimes it's revenue. So like our partners make revenue from our business. When they refer someone over to us, uh, and when that, when that business closes and begin to bill, they earn a certain percentage of the revenue, and, and that revenue continues to grow. Sometimes that's all it is for them. Other times, it is the marketing effort. They want ways to expand their brand out to more people. And if you, if you think about it, every partner we bring on in, in, increases our ecosystem. So right now with all the partners that we have, we have about 131 partners. Um, we're looking at a customer base. And when I say this, this is a customer base we're aware of, uh, of about 400, 500,000 customers. So that's, that's an ecosystem that, the partners can, can take some advantage of, you know, in a careful way, but they can get their, their brand and their name out in front of that ecosystem through our relationship. And so that, that is often the most powerful thing for them. You know, other times they, they frankly want us to help them generate their own leads. And we, we do that like with all our uh, webinar with the HR at the table webinar series, for example, uh, for anyone that sponsors that, we make sure that they they see the data on the uh, registrants and the attendees, and and we talk to them about how to appropriately appropriately use that. But it's their opportunity to increase their MQL marketing qualified lead uh, data and their SQL data. So those are those are like the three main reasons why a partner would want to work for us. Sometimes or with us. Sometimes it's. It's, it's even a little deeper than that. Uh, sometimes it's the collaboration and the strategy behind their business that makes us a good fit. And it's just the value add that we bring. So, you know, that it's, it's important to be aware of that stuff. So those are the results. The wins often are personal. And we want to know what, for each of those influencers that I talked about, when I say go wide and deep, we want to know why they want us to succeed on a personal level like it's it's kind of like the what's in it for them thing so we 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 work very hard at, at understanding that and we want to make sure for each of those influencers we're delivering that to them in other words it's more than just this corporate thing partnerships are personal relationships are personal we need to make sure we understand these individuals in a in a relatively significant way.
1: Now, how do you identify partners? And, and, and are there specific characteristics that you look at in order to say, well, partner A is a great fit, partner B, not so much?
0: Yeah, yeah, there absolutely is. We, we have a list of characteristics that we're looking for in a partner. And we actually, when we're, when we're recruiting a partner, we'll, we'll rate them from negative five to positive five and how and where we think they're at today. And then when we look at those, like the partner match with us, the thing that we ask is, okay, for those that are in the negative space, will we be able to change that? So those things are like um, cultural fit. Are they um, they an, an aggressive company or a passive company? Because we tend to be pretty aggressive. We're not a passive organization. Are they involved in partnerships today and do they see that as a main or core way of going to market and growing? We look at other aspects like the actual product itself, like what what do they offer and how well do we fit with that product? So an easy one for us is our application tracking solutions where you're managing candidates, and you're recruiting candidates and managing through the recruitment process background screening and the assessments and the drug screening and and even like some of the, the I-90 verify stuff that we do that fits really nicely with an ATS. We look at their technology. So is their technology, older technology? Is it emerging technology and how does it fit with our technology? And then we look at their customer base and how does their customer base match up with ours? So really, we're trying to hit, uh, for us, organizations of about 7,000 employees to about 100. We don't, we don't really go up into that really high-end enterprise level, and we don't really want to go down to that really small, small s and level. So we're looking for partners that match that so that our customers fit, and we're not getting leads that don't fit for us, and vice versa. So we, we literally give a score to all of those things. And then as a team, we'll talk about them when we're recruiting and we'll, we'll go through the strategy of, okay, can we, can we move those numbers up? Do we think that's possible? Are they, are, are, or are they so entrenched in what, where they are today that we can't? And that's how we make those decisions.
1: Yeah. What would you suggest to a company company that, that, you know, or someone had listened to this, this, this podcast episode and said, hey, you know what, partner-focused uh, strategy is interesting, but where do I start?
0: Well, so the, the easiest place to start is, is looking for partners with a specific kind of product. So for us, it was the application tracking solutions. That's where we started. Now, only, you know, of all the partners we have, I think it's about 30% are actually ATSs today. But at the very beginning, which was about five years ago, uh, that was all we were recruiting. And and we knew that was a good decision because we we knew just from looking at the market and what other companies were doing that that was a good, those platforms were platforms we wanted to integrate with. Uh, We have a very unique integration solution that makes it pretty easy for those platforms to do that. And we just knew right out of the bat that was going to be a good fit. Now, through experience, later on, we have found other types of partners to be as effective. And those include like payroll platforms, uh, job boards, human resource uh, information solutions, and human capital management solutions. So we've expanded on that. But first, start with one category. Just start there. And focus on recruiting your first partner. And then once you recruit that first partner, put all your energy into it. Make sure that you're covering all the bases, that that, that partner sees a ton of value in you. Work with them extremely closely so you can develop a, a repeatable model for the next partner you recruit in that same category. Uh, I mean, that, that's how I did it anyway. That, that's what made sense for, for me. And like, I still, it took us six months to recruit our first partner. Hmm. So it's hard when you don't have any, (laughs) you know, they're asking like, why, why should we trust you? You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, but once you do that, once you get that first partner in and it starts to work, it becomes easier and easier to recruit the next one.
1: Well, Ian, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing your thoughts on, 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 Partner Marketing here at the Performance Delivered Podcast. Now, if people want to find out more about you and Verified first, how can they get in touch?
0: So there are just three ways to get in touch with me. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You know, again, my name's Ian Belay. That's I-A-N, B as in boy, E-L-L-A-I-S. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Ian Belay on LinkedIn anywhere. So uh, I'm easy to find that way. You can also email me at uh, iBelay at Verified First. So that's I-B-E-L-L-A-I-S at verifiedfirst.com. Or you can call me on my mobile, which is 480-263-0562. And I'd love to talk to anyone about partner marketing, partner management, if you guys have questions about that. Also, if you're interested in what Verified First does, which... Is uh, we, we consider ourselves an HR tech platform um, that delivers background screening solutions, drug screening solutions, verifications, i9, and we, we're continuing to expand that list of products all in the HR categories.
1: Perfect. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered Podcast, please subscribe to us All leave us a review on iTunes or. Your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at SymphonicDigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience focused and data driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at SymphonicDigital.com.